Welcome to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. We're going to be reading in the book of Revelation today, uh, chapter 4. We're going to pick up with verse 1. Um, we'll probably get through this reading pretty quickly because it's a pretty short chapter for one, but also there's no red letters, so meaning there's nothing Christ had to say in this reading. And as you know, um, I self-identify as a red letter Christian, meaning it's Christ's words, the red letters that are in the Bible, which are only in six of the 60 plus books of the Bible that I use to focus on when it comes to um, my spiritual walk. So that being said, we're going to begin now with Revelation chapter four, picking up with verse one. After these things, I looked and behold, the door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. So what I just said about red letter and all of that, keep that in mind because none of this is Jesus speaking. So that lets us know this is, or at least that's saying to, it says to me, this is someone, John, presumably since that's who's identified as the writer of this book of Revelation, not clear which John, but John, uh, is the has named the writer um and also um that this seems to be his vision or um or um sort of spiritual uh, revelation for lack of better words of what either has happened in the past is about to happen or going to happen in the future so um he's seeing that like a prophet would, so to speak, or an oracle, if you want, if you will. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. So that's what he means when he says he's in the spirit. That's sort of like being uh, induced by the spirit um, to prophesy, so, uh, so to speak. And um, so he's saying, so immediately in the vision he's saying, he was in a throne room and he who sat on sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald so it's sort of psychedelic the description but it's basically sort of like jewel tones so letting us know sparkling light jewel tones or seem to be emitting from the throne itself not a human form um and also that it's surrounded by more colors and lights, a rainbow actually. And we know as far as the Bible goes, that's one of the first covenants made in the Bible before circumcision, uh, before uh, other covenants that come along. The covenant of the rainbow was like one of the very first ones after the flood. We're reading that in our um, weekly readings right now in the book of Genesis. Um, so those are the things that are being described as surrounding the throne of God or and the appearance of God, God's self. And he who sat there, oh, um, let me see, so we read that one. Um, around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. So um, it's sort of setting a scene that humans would set. So it sort of makes me, and, and it's not, again, it's not Jesus saying this. So keep that in mind when it comes to how accurate spiritually it is for us and what it actually represents. But he, he's seeing something there and he's going to get into it more, but it, may, it sort of sets up like a council is what it seems to be describing. 
and a, or like a courtroom. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices, seven lamps of fire were, before, were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So it's again, it's more questionable about if this is, um, we know it's not Jesus speaking because it's not red letters, but is it an accurate Christian? Uh, is it accurate Christian Christian symbology to use these things? Because these aren't things at all that Jesus discussed. Jesus never discussed God having seven spirits, at least not in the Gospels that made it into the Bible. And you see spirits is capitalized there. The only, um, so let's us know it's talking about holy spirits, not just spirits of people like a, a human spirit or a jovial spirit or anything like that. It's, it's, it's talking about the Holy Spirit itself. And in this instance, it, where it's talking there, it's saying spirits, plural. And that's something, again, that Jesus never talked about. Before the throne, there, were, there was a great a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were Four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. So um, when it says four living creatures, we may automatically think of um, animals like beasts that uh, like a dog or a cow or something like that. But uh, think, remember, this is ancient times, thousands of years ago when uh, John is having this vision. So uh, what he considers living, a living creature by his standards and what what we would consider a living creature for modern standards are two different things because to them if he were to see something like a tv or a watch or a phone or a gadget a laptop in action talking responding to with a person's face and everything on it translating answering questions giving directions if he saw something like that back then, he'd think it's a living creature. So let's not, I would say, keep that in mind when, you, when, you, when we go through all the symbols that are talking about here, where some of them may sound like they're symbols, but they're not actually symbols at all. That's just his understanding of what they were. And then others are absolutely just symbols of other uh, big picture ideas and like politics or religion and things like that. And it's more clear when they are such. But in this case, um, this is what he's seeing. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature, like a calf. The fourth living creature had a face like a man. And the, I'm sorry, did I misread that? Let's start again. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature, like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. So it's giving us an idea here of what each um, living creature looked like. Um, but notice there's a difference. It's, the first one describes it as being like a lion, the second being like a calf. The third one, it doesn't say what it's like, but it says it has a face like a man. So that almost sounds like its body is not like a human body. Otherwise, wouldn't it just say, the, first, the fourth, third one was like a man. Notice that it has a face like a man. So it seems that these aren't uh, regular everyday animals and people were, that he's seen. The fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. So it seems in this case, it's talking definitely about, or at least perhaps talking about 
what those different elements would represent and the symbols uh, that they represent. Those could mean many different things to many different people. So let's keep reading. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, so it's saying it's full of those eyes around and within. So that could mean regular eyeballs like you have in your in the sockets of your head, or it could by modern standards mean uh, cameras or lenses or gadgets that can see. It could mean all those things because all those things are able to see and they would be modern ways of understanding what he's saying, or at least they, could, they would apply to back then and to now in just different ways. And this is the message that they're saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So it's sort of like the song, holy, 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 if you've ever, if you've ever, you know, if you know the church hymn. And um, those are even some of the lyrics from it, or these the lyrics from it were taken from here. Um, but it's, that's basically what it is. It's they're giving praise. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever. So it's like that's their role in things, in the proceed, proceed, proceedings, excuse me, of things, is to resound praise. That's their part. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, so some have the duty of crying out, holy, 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 heralding Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And in others, it seems have the role or of constantly falling down on uh, before uh, the one who sits on the throne, presumably God Almighty. So, uh, I mean, that's interesting symbology. I mean, would God really want that? Every time we walk in the room, everybody fall down on the ground and worship, I guess. It seems more like human nature than divine nature, but maybe it is. That's how we approach God in prayer, especially um, in a sacred sense. Sometimes you do it in different ways, at least I would. But sometimes you do it in that solemn, humbling yourself on your knees, begging way. Um, so I, maybe God gets a kick out of both. Whatever the case may be, in this vision that he's having, it seems there's people set aside for exactly that purpose, to cast down their crowns. So it's sort of like rejecting their worldly powers uh, or wherever they get those powers from the crown that they've attained it from and falling down before the almighty God who, who so it could be that they're not, um, um, let's see. Could not be. It could be that they're not actually righteous figures at all. It could be that their role in things is a punishment for their own pride when they walk the earth. Perhaps that now every time God appears, they get humbled and have to fall to their knees and constantly, repetitively cry out like that and acknowledge that God is real. So. Uh, that may be another way to look at their role in the big picture of things and why it would be make sense for that to keep happening. That could be their version of judgment. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for your, you created all things and by your will, 
they exist and were created. So their role is apparently falling down in humility and worshiping God who lives forever, recognizing there is a Lord God Almighty rather. So maybe in life they did um, make it their issue, their uh, effort to at every chance f throw stones at the existence of a God Almighty. So maybe in their role in the big picture things now, their role is to constantly acknowledge, no, instead there is a God Almighty and to denounce all the worldly rewards that you can receive for saying otherwise as you walk the earth in life, perhaps. Or maybe it's just the role to just give praise because that's the role to give praise. Whatever the case may be, that uh, sets the scene for the throne room and room of praise. It seems that John is seeing in his vision here in Revelation chapter four. And that actually ends this chapter. I appreciate you checking it out with me. And in just a moment, we're gonna pick up with Revelation chapter five, but for indexing sake, I'm gonna end this reading here. Um, if you're interested in the past readings, uh, you can see them here on this platform. Excuse me one second, I got cotton mouth. You can see them here on the on uh, while they last on this platform, uh, Anchor or Spotify or whichever other platform you're seeing it on. Or if you're an adult, you can go to my website. It's free. It's hungtgirl.com. You can find out about the spirit and soul with those links on the left. They basically lead to the archives of the messages here from the readings on the Naked Truth. Um, and then if you're curious more about me, you can click on, click on the rest of the site and find out about me in those ways also. And feel free by all means to make it a membership, make a donation, or just enjoy the free content. All of the above are very much appreciated. And I thank you for that. So I hope you'll stay safe and join me again. Love your neighbor, wear your mask, and wash your hands. God bless you. See you next time. Peace. Thanks.